I hope you're ready for the Word today. Uh, I am beginning a, a, a series today, and I don't know how long it's going to last, but I want to talk about the house of God. And if I had a title for it, I would just call it My House. Just say that with me right there in the audience and home. Just say, My House. My house. I, uh, I, I, hope that, I hope that you're excited about 2021. I am. Um, you know, I had... I don't know about you, but I had some great plans for 2020. How many of you had great plans for 2020? Yeah, we do it. You know, for 2020, when I started, I said, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. And so far, I only have 30 pounds to go. So I'm really excited about that. But I've got four days, so that's good. <laughs> four days to lose it. <laughs> I am actually right here today in, in the Hills venue. This is actually the first time that we've done worship in our venue. It's the first time that we have, that I've preached a message in our venue right here today. We're only weeks away, ladies and gentlemen, from us getting into this space. We were allowed, we were, we were allowed to come in and film this, but I cannot wait till our, everybody can come in and worship the Lord together. We're just waiting to hear from our contractor, waiting to hear from the codes department. And as soon as they give us the A-OK, we're going to fill this place up with word and worship and, and kids ministry and youth ministry. I just can't wait. Chris and I walked through, walked through this uh, space today. And I said, do you remember, uh, do you remember when, um, when this was just a drawing on a piece of paper? Actually on a napkin. Uh, and then as we bought the theater, and then we started making all these changes and revisions. I remember the first time I got the layout of the theater, and I took it and I put it in uh, pages. Those of you that don't have uh, Macs, that would be a Word document. I put it in a Word document in pages, and I just started doing, oh, what if this was that? And I moved it all around. And, and I remember I actually presented that to the architect very sheepishly, and he's like, man, this is a gold mine, because you've actually told us kind of where you want us to start. But we had so many revisions. I mean, I can't tell you, when we first started, anyway, we even flipped it at one point. We had uh, kids are going to be on that, this side, and now we flipped them to that side. And it was just, just so many things going on. And the reason we did that is because we wanted it to be conducive to the ministries that we, we feel called to. And there was, and there is so much to consider, the, all the little details. And we wanted to make sure that our seven areas of focus could function here uh, in, this, in this venue, our weekend gatherings, our prayer, our Hills teams, our Hills groups, growth track, next gen, and outreach. We had to make sure that this could be a space in phase one and in phase two where all these things could work together. And then all the other things that this venue is going to allow us to do, like community events and a co-working space and concerts and helping the poor and helping the hurting. And we just tried to do everything we could to design it in a way that it would facilitate all this. And we also wanted to make sure that it would be a place that we would all enjoy and want to invite friends to. But in reality, this is not our house. This is God's house. I was reminded of that this week as I prepared for this message. You know, we're the ones that have been planning. You're the ones, we've all been giving toward it. We're excited about our kids coming to, to church here and graduating and being married. And we're excited about all the things we're going to do. But this is not our church. This is God's house. I, I find as a pastor that pastors a diverse church and a, uh, you know, a, uh, a church from all kind of different, a non-denominational church. That what I find is that all of us have our preferences when it comes to church, and this is where denominations come from. Some people want things to happen at church because they grew up that way. I grew up that way. I want to see it happen 
in church now. Some folks don't want some things because they grew up that way, man. But either way, all of us have our preference for how we want, want the house to, to, to be like. But, but I want to ask the question, what does God want for his house? That's what I want us to really think about the next several Sundays before we all come into this venue and worship together. What does God want for his house? Matthew chapter 21 and 12, I think, gives us a good starting point. Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. He said in verse 13, it is written, he said to them, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of robbers. The Gospel of Mark tells us in Mark eleven seventeen, kind of the same story, but he says it a little different. And as he taught them, he said, it is, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. I want to focus on, I love taking scriptures and pulling out the words. I want to focus on specific, some specific words in that phrase. First of all, my, my house. Jesus is quoting Jeremiah 7:11 in this. And Jeremiah says, has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers? But I have been watching, declares the Lord. What Jeremiah was saying and what Jesus would later reiterate is this. You have stolen my house from me. If you want it to be your church, then you can have it look any way you want it to. But if it's going to be my house, it's going to need to look the way I want it. It's going to need to feel the way I want it. It's got my name on it. And so it's my house. You know, we all want our houses to have a certain feel, right? I mean, we do. We, we, we want our house to feel a certain way, to, to look a certain way. Maybe yours, maybe yours is not there. You want to do a little remodeling because you doesn't have that look or that feel. But, but I, I find that Kristen, who's here, who's here this morning, uh, Kristen is the best at this. Uh, we have people all the time that will say, your house just has a feel to it. There's, your home has a feel. Uh, we have a friend of ours, uh, Mark Lindsay uh, from Canada, that called me one day and he said, man, you got to tell me, what is that candle that Kristen always has in the house? And I said, it's not a candle, it's candles. It's, it's, the, it's the feel that, that she has, the smells and the lighting and, and the details. Kristen is so good about the details. Those little, I call them little Easter eggs. They, they just kind of, I will be in the house walking through and all of a sudden I'll see this little thing with these beautiful little flowers and I'll go, when did you do that? She said, a week ago. I'm like, I had no idea. But it's all these little sweet details, the way she puts the mints out and the way she puts the candy out and, and the way the fire is lit. What is that doing? It's giving our house the feel that she wants it to have, the feel that our boys have, have grown up with. And you have the same thing. And you know how weird it is when someone comes and stays with you for a little bit and they just mess it all up? They just move stuff around. What are you moving that around for? This is not your house. Or how about when they sit in the wrong spot? Oh, that's not your chair. Get out of daddy's chair, okay? Or maybe it's just an attitude that they bring. They bring an attitude in your home, and it's just not the way. Well, this is how God felt when he looked down and he saw in Jeremiah, you have taken my house from me. This is not how I want my house to feel or to look. Jesus walked into his house and he did not even recognize it. He didn't even recognize the house that he had built. This is nothing like my house is, is supposed to look or how my house is supposed to feel. This is supposed to be my house. 
Look, I know that David had the resources for it. I know David provided the materials for the temple. I know that Solomon built it. And and some people still call it Solomon's temple, but it's not. This is my house. The next word I want to bring out to you is house. My house. He doesn't call it a a, a, a castle. He doesn't call it a palace. He doesn't call it a temple, but a house. You know why? Because God always wanted a family. That's what a house is about. So many family references in the Bible. Father and son and bride and, and children. I love, and I said this the other day, that God doesn't want slaves. He doesn't want servants. He doesn't want subjects. He wants sons and daughters. And that's why he sowed a son, because he wanted to harvest a family. So that's why he calls it his house. What is a house? What is a home? It's about several things, but three things I thought about this week. A house is all about safety, nurturing, and memories. That's what a house is for me. When I think about the houses that I grew up in, it was a safe place. It's where my mom and dad nurtured me, and I grew. And, but it's also that, that place of, of memories. It's the same with God's house. It's a safe place. It's a strong tower that you can run into and find safety in a time of trouble. I think about last week and last few weeks when we've had tragedy hit uh, in our church family and, and people have lost loved ones. And, and I see them after the time of grieving. They show up to church. They show up to the house of God. And it wasn't even a house. It's in the parking lot. But there was something about them getting back to that safe place where they could be hugged and cared for and, and loved on. And then the house of God is a place that we're nurtured. It's where we're supposed to be cared for. It's where we're supposed to grow. That's what the house of God is about. And then, man, the memories. Some of my greatest memories have happened in the church. And I believe that this venue that I'm sitting in right now is going to be the same thing. Can you imagine the baptisms and the baby dedications and the weddings and the graduations and the salvations that are going to happen? In this place where people used to watch movies, they're going to be giving their heart to Jesus Christ. A house. And then he goes on, he says, My house shall be called a house of prayer. God's vision for his house is that it would be a house of prayer, a place of worship, a place of devotion. Listen carefully, and I'm looking here today, and they're bringing all the speakers in, they're hanging the lights, and everything is getting really, it's going to be gorgeous. It's going to be, we've never been able to do what we're going to be able to do in this room with the screens and, and all that stuff, but we must be known for presence more than production. I'm thankful for all of this. But at the end of the day, if you take all of this away and it's just Zoe on a keyboard like it was today, or, or if it's just, just acapella, take it all away. Put us back out in the parking lot again. Whatever it is, as long as his presence will show up. But I'm believing that we can have both in. I'm believing we can have the technology and the production and be excellent, and yet God still show up and bless his people with his presence. Amen? Amen. God's vision for his house is that it will be called a house of prayer. Did you notice that? My house, didn't just say my house will be, my house will be called a house of prayer. That means this house is going to have a reputation for prayer. When people talk about the hills, they're going to say, that's a house of prayer. That's a house of worship. It's a church that is known as that. And that is our vision as a church, to be a place where folks know that they, if I can just get to the house of God, there's going to be prayer going on there. 
If I can just get there, there's going to be worship going on. If I can just get there, God's presence is going to be there. That's the vision for God's house. And then finally, he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Say that, say all. all. That means every nation. You see, in those times, only the Jews could enter the temple. When Jesus made this statement, and even Jeremiah, when he was saying this, only the Jews could enter into the house of God. And not just Jews, you had to be a Jew that was deemed to be holy. So if you had touched any unclean thing, all these laws and rules and regulations would exclude you from coming into the house of God. And even the Jews had to bring a sacrifice. And if they didn't have a sacrifice, they would have to pay for one. So that's why you saw the money changers and you, you saw, you saw the, uh, the tables with the doves and, and the different sacrificial animals. They had them a business because they knew some people are going to show up without a sacrifice. We'll sell them one. They had, it, they had like Amazon just happening in the lobby, just taking care of it right there. What they were doing though, and this is what fired Jesus up, is they were requiring people to pay to pray. In other words, if you didn't have the money, you can't make the sacrifice. Thus, you're not accepted. You see, Jesus didn't get mad because they were selling merch in the church. That's not why he got, that's pretty good, I like that. That's not why he got mad. He got mad because they were excluding people. And he said, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. This was about who was allowed to have access to the presence of God. And Jesus shows up and says, this is not how my house is supposed to operate. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And this is God's heart for his house, that everyone can come and find hope, that they can find healing. And that means you today, right there in your room, right there wherever you're watching today. Those of you that are here with me this morning, that, that's exactly what he wants you to know, is that this is a place where you can find hope and healing. This is a place where you are welcome. Come on, do you receive that today? You receive the word today? Next week, I'm going to dive in a little bit more on this, and I'm going to talk about what he meant when he said all nations. And he really, he really brings out some, some specific people. Now, so I want you to join us next week right back here online at 11 a.m. And I'm going to be continuing on with this, this message about the house of God. I want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for everybody that is watching today, those that have joined us today. Thank you for the commitment of their time. And I pray, God, that the word not only goes forth, but the word takes root. I pray, Lord, that you would water it by your Holy Spirit. And, God, that there would be something that would begin to grow right now that would give us a love for your house like we have never had before. God, we're so excited as we move into this time. And we're getting so close to, to being a part uh, of, of celebrating this new venue. Uh, and, and I just hope you will remind us all over again how important it is to remember that it is your house. We dedicate it to you, Lord. Matter of fact, I dedicate my house to you. Why don't you do that right where you are? Just dedicate your home, your family to the Lord. Right here, right now, this is yours, God. Everything that I have is yours. I give it to you in Jesus' name. How about those of you today that uh, have never started a relationship with the Lord? I talk about the house of God, the family of God, and you don't, that, that doesn't resonate with you because you've never been there. I want to give you an opportunity to make him your father. 
for you to become his child. How, how do I do that? The scripture tells us if you will believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that you will be saved. Just repent. That's all you have to do. Repent, turn away, and God is not only able and just and faithful to forgive you and bring you into his house. I just want you to join with me in this prayer. Those of you that are here with me today, let's just re repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your grace. Today I confess that I am not my own. I am bought with a price. I am yours, and if you'll have me, you'll be mine. Be my father today. I pray you would cover me with your grace. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. We celebrate with you today. If you prayed that prayer, awesome.